This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by NUMA.com. That's N-U-M-A, an easier way to get your phone calls answered, flat fee, monthly. It'll pay for itself in no time. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance. My guest today is David Walter. He's the author of Million Dollar Rebuttal. Cold calling is not a numbers game. We're going to talk about, as you might have guessed, cold calling. And we're going to talk about a method that David developed in building his own long and illustrious career. So, David, thanks for joining me. Hey, no problem. Excited. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here with the, with the legend. <laughs> so uh, there, there are there are many many ways that uh, that people get in front of uh, prospects and clients, and uh, obviously we've got lots of new ones seem to crop up every day, you know, with social media and things. But uh, you know, cold calling's been with us for a long time. Uh, certainly, when somebody doesn't have a list, somebody doesn't have people knocking on their door, you know, that that's one of the ways to get in front of of prospects. It doesn't always have the best. Um, you know, reputation, you know, when people talk about it, but a lot, a lot of, but like a lot of things people don't have, sometimes people don't have good rep or sometimes uh, things don't have good reputations because people have experienced them or done them incorrectly. Um, and so, <laughs> so I'm going to really invite you to kind of uh, maybe open that up. Um, you know, what do you think's wrong with cold calling? Why do, you know, how do people get it wrong? Well, people have been saying it's cold calling's dead for years. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'll tell the story, you know, we meant I'll tell the story how I got started cold calling. Uh, and then what happened, kind of obstacles I had along the way, how I created this concept of all these different things that makes it easy because it's hard. People think it's hard and they don't want to do it, especially salespeople. Try to get up with the salespeople. Hey, I want you guys to go make cold calls. I got a call. I got to go. You know, it's, yeah. they see it as painful. In fact, it was funny uh, when I would get reviews for my book, I would go into Starbucks and ask people, hey, I'm an author. And they're like, oh, really? What's your book about? Cold calling. And they'd be like, oh. <laughs> right. But, but, but that very reaction. So, so you're somebody who's had success with it, but that very reaction that you're experiencing is because people have had it done to them in a way that was not very useful. Is that, is that safe Absolutely. to say? Yeah, people, what happens is they, they, they look at something and they, they apply it to their own personal view. Like I don't like cold calls, right? but that doesn't mean everybody doesn't like cold call. You know, there's some people that don't like cold calls, but uh, what I found is it's just a conversation. Like you and I can strike yeah. up a conversation and we could either talk for a few minutes because I don't interest you. Right. I bore you. Or we could talk for five hours because I, I talk about something that you're interested in. Right. And it did. Right. Which is most, which is mostly about yeah. myself. Yeah. Right. Or, or I could knock on the door. You know, there could be that salesman yeah, selling yeah. vacuum cleaners that is just a cool guy that talks to you, listens to you. Uh, and you find yourself there for three hours and you buy his vacuum cleaner. You know why? Yeah. So it's it's all in the way yeah. you approach something. And I always say, um, if you're doing something wrong, it's hard. And if you're doing it easy, it's because you know how to do it. It's like eating yeah. or something. Yeah. You see people breaking their legs and falling down over. But when you see the, the successful people, they, you know, they come down the hill and they stop on a dime and it looks easy. Because yeah. they know how to do it. Yeah. That's you know, When you're doing it right, yeah. like you said, it's easy. Uh, but the problem with cold calling is most people, we'll get into this, most gurus, perpetuate myths that are all wrong. Yeah. Like cold calling the numbers game is one of them. Um, or that you have to find, and this is a big one that's in cold calling sales. The idea that you have to find a need. Everybody believes that it makes sense. seems to be logical. 
And so we believe that, and we'll get into that. That is one of the biggest things that, that locks down cold calling, makes it nearly impossible. Say it's like finding a needle in a haystack. And when you're doing it that way, you're doing it all wrong. And it's life hard. So we'll get into that. But So, so I like I, I, one of the things I like about the way the book is structured is that you kind of, I mean, it's basically your story that you're telling in the book. And, and a lot of it is, you know, you thought cold calling was a numbers game, but you tried something a little different. And, that, and that's kind of like progressively you built your system. So let's deal with that first one, because a lot of people will say that, well, if you want to cold call, you got to make 100 calls to get two contacts. You know, I mean, that's that's been around forever. What would, what did you discover? Well, um, what, when I got when I got I, my dad had I helped him make a million dollars in his HVAC business. I won't, we don't have that much time, so we'll go to that story. But we hit the 90s recession, went bankrupt. Then I had to go find a job. Uh, my parents actually lived in my apartment, and I got this job that sounded like I was going to make all this money in the world. You know, when they owed the commission, yeah. and I was like, wow, oh, my God, I'm going to make, I'm going to kill it. Then I got on the job, and I sat with all the people. Everybody there all just set two appointments a day, which wouldn't even tap into the commission structure that I was thinking that I was going to come home with thousands and thousands yeah. of dollars and these huge big checks. Um, and so that was the struggle. So right away I was struggling with how am I going to make a lot more appointments? Right. And I'm going to and I needed to make more money to buy land for my family to build a house out in the country. That's what we were planning on doing. And so I had this big mission and I was faced with this obstacle that looked like nobody's doing it, like nobody's killing it with setting lots of appointments. And so I, I got a book by Zig Ziglar, See You at the Top mm-hmm. and Look yeah. in the Mirror, Claim Your Goals. I did that just I'm kind of shortening the story down because of time. But I looked in the mirror every day. I actually took action. Right. That's the key from reading a book. You can read it and say, wow, what a great book. Or you can actually take action right. and do something and apply it. And yeah. so I looked in the mirror every day and said, I'm going to set 15 appointments today. And I did that every morning. I did that for a period of time. And then and then right at the end of, of that time, I actually set 15 appointments that day and did it every day for six months. So to your question, one of the obstacles was it's a numbers game. And so what I found is that if you're if, – Basically, what happens is we give people the wrong goal. We tell people to go out there and go make calls, and they come back with calls. But if I, if you have an assistant, and I, we told your assistant, go get in touch with John's attorney, go get in touch with a vendor that you deal with, go, you know, somebody important. Um, do you think they would just pick up the phone and make one call and reach them that first time? Logically exactly. not, especially in this day and age. So they have to make several <laughs> calls, maybe an email, maybe yeah. a text. And so what they're doing is getting in contact with, right? Yeah. And so yeah. if you if you tell your people to go make calls, they're going to come back with hundreds of calls. If you tell them to go get in contact with, that's yeah. a completely different mindset. And so the the, the they're just to shorten it down and dumb it down is very simple. If I call a hundred people in order consecutively, I will miss most people because they're constantly changing. The first few calls, they'll say he's out of the office, he's in a meeting. And by the time I get to the end of that list, or like in in um, in the movie Pursuit of Happiness, he's going from the bottom to the top. By the time I yeah. get to the top, all the people on the bottom are already available. But if you're only making one call, <laughs> you miss them. So, yeah. so the secret yeah. there, what I realized to get more contacts was to call and then call back and call. Basically, the principle is to try to reach one prospect, call them three times a day or four, three or four, for three days, and then stop. And if I, if I do that for three or four days, but I don't 
announce myself. This is one of the mistakes people make is they, they call and make a big production about their call. Hey, this is David Walter. I'm calling from XYZ Corporation. I'm trying to find so-and-so, uh, you know, all this stuff. And you, what you want to do is kind of blend into the traffic. Yeah. Businesses have all these calls coming, right? Ben, prospects. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if you want to blend in and just like, hey, hey, John, how's it going, man? Great, great, great. Hey, oh, this is Dave. Hey, do me a favor. Could you put uh, Bill on the phone for me? And so they have no idea who I am or what I'm calling about. And they just like, he's, he's busy, call back. So if you do that multiple times, you don't leave a fingerprint. Don't leave a voicemail because when you leave a voicemail, you have data yourself. You cannot now call back, right? You would now have to wait for them to call you back or at least wait a week or two. And then maybe you can call again. Because what will happen is the fear is that you're going to burn that lead. That's why people, they don't want to do this, right? I'm going to call too much, but I'm going to burn the lead. When people call your business, they want answers. They want them now. They want them 24-7 these days. If you're having trouble answering your phones, if you just don't think you're doing it as well as you could, or you're wasting time answering the same questions over and over again, check out NUMA.com. That's N-U-M-A. Dot com. It's like adding an entire another staff member. They'll answer the phones for you. They'll direct them where you want them to go. They can transcribe messages, send you text alerts. $49 a month flat fee. It will end up paying for itself in no time. That's numa.com. N-U-M-A.com slash duct tape. That's right. Numa.com slash duct tape. And you can try it out free for 30 days. All right, so that's it. First one, if you've got a list, the idea is to get in contact and to get in contact to multiple calls. Um, one of the things I'm sure that you've dealt with over the years is you know, a lot of people don't like sales calls. And so even if you get them on the phone, sometimes it's by surprise. They weren't expecting your call, right? And so we all kind of have that like, oh, it's a sales call, you know, put up the shields um, and, and maybe, you know, give the objection of, oh, I'm, not in the market now, or I'm, you know, I'm happy with my current vendor, whatever the yes. objections are. <laughs> so how do you deal? How do you deal with those sort of like, there've been times when like, I'll tell you the classic story, everybody can relate to is you go into a retail store and they say, you went in there to buy something. I mean, you had your hand on your wallet to buy something. They ask you, can I help you? Oh no, just looking. Right. Cause we, <laughs> we don't want to, you know, we don't want to be sold. And so, you know, how do you get past the fact that somebody who actually does need what you're doing doesn't, you know, doesn't want to let well, you Well, I discovered that secret, ironically, working in a retail store in a men's clothing store. So yeah. that's what I was facing, yeah. people coming in saying, I'm happy, I'm happy, or, you know, I'm just looking. And to crack that, I had right. to figure out something different. And I won't go into that story. But basically what I, what I realized is if, if I'm going to – anything's possible, right? That's what I started with. Anything is possible. Every time they make a goal or somebody wins an award or sets a record – Somebody comes and beats it. So you can take your imagination and just make that number higher off the bat. Right? So I did that. Now, how am I going to reach that number? And what you're faced with is what you just said. The reason they're setting two appointments a day is because they're, that's how many calls they have to make to try to find one somebody that just says they're willing to listen. Right? Everybody else is, is 80% of them are happy with what they have. A small percentage say they're not interested. And a few say, get off my phone. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, so if I'm going to set more appointments, am I going to really go out and say I'm going to find more people that have a need? That's not possible, right? So I have to yeah. try to convert the people who say they're happy into an appointment. And that's the, the bottom line is you can do that. And I'll just let me know how I'm doing on time. 
the, the story that I give yep. people to give you insight into why you can do that is from the power of habit. The power of habit, there's a story about Febreze. And Febreze launched their product. We all have it today. You know, I use it. I don't know if you people in the audience listening probably have Febreze. We love it. But when they first launched, it failed. And it failed big. And so they sent researchers out to figure out why. They went to this one house. And right away when the lady opened the door, the rancid smell, you know, like you want to vomit. The audience can get that visual. They want to vomit. Uh, They smelt that, but they had to go in anyway. Cat smells. They go in. They ask the lady, did you buy Febreze? Yes, I did. Why did you buy it? Because of cat smells. Did you use Febreze? I did one time. Why? For the cat smells. And then they asked the pivotal question, do you smell the cat smells now? And he said, no. Right. And so they realized, they got all the research and realized that they were selling it to a need. People need to get odors out. But yet people didn't know that they had odors because they would get used to those odors, right? Uh, the case study that got him on that was actually a guy had skunk smells in his car. And they got that out and they thought, that's when they thought it would be a big product. But that, that wasn't the problem. And so... The analogy to me for businesses is that businesses don't know they have a need or more appropriately, they can't smell their needs because they get used to the way it's being done. That's simply the Uh way it's being done. Why would I have a problem with this way? Um, And so as a result, you can set more appointments with these people. And that's what I did. Um, To me, just the, the way I would go about doing is just acknowledging that they have something they're happy with, right? You know, I would. Why wait for that? Why wait around for that objection when I can go and John? Before you say anything, you're a smart guy. You you're you you you're an author. You've run all these businesses. When it comes to your copiers, I know you have something a place you're you're happy with. Am I right? I have, David. I haven't had a copier for ten years. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I appreciate I've seen that. Copiers, yeah. insurance. You probably yeah, whatever. Yeah. I know yeah. you've got insurance, business insurance now, and it's working for you. Am I right? Okay, sure. But you're not looking to change, but do you keep your options open? I mean, things are changing in the future. There's always a possibility there's something bad, better out there, right? Would be yep. a better yep. copy of program yep. or better this or better that. So that's basically the way you do it. And uh, the question a lot of people ask me is, because obviously I did it. I've got a video. If you go to, uh, I'll talk about the end, my, my offer, where I actually have the guy that I, I worked for at the time. Say, David worked for me, and he set 15 appointments, got on a hot streak, and did it for six months. So I really, really did it, right? You can believe that. Um, But I have a story. People were asking, okay, if I can do it, does it matter? In other words, can I sell a person? You know, I can set a meeting with somebody who says they're happy. They'll meet. But can I sell them? And so a story from uh, one of the clients I work for in California, Sata Systems. He's now a multimillion-dollar company all over the country. Uh, I set an appointment with an office manager of a law firm. And when I talked to her, she started off by saying she was completely happy. And she told me all through the call, she was happy with what she had. Happy, 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 happy. But now people, I want people to understand this and visualize this. I was calling, this is 25 years ago when, when IT was break fixed, like pay by the hour. And I was telling her that, yeah. that this guy was going to give her a flat fee and give her unlimited IT support. It piqued her interest. But she didn't believe it. So literally, you're yeah. talking to two parts of a person's brain. 
What the brain is saying, right. I'm happy with what I have. The other one was curious about what I had to say, and that's how a conversation goes, right? They listen, and all the while I'm saying, I know you're not going to change, but let me tell you more about this plan, blah, blah, blah. And so I got her all through a, a presentation. In the end, she listened, but she said, you know, David, we're just happy with our current guy. And so the way I closed her was I was like, look, I know you're not going to change. You're Obviously, you've told me you're happy with this company, but you've also let me know that you are curious about this flat fee thing. This piqued your curiosity, but you doubt it. Let me, let me do you a yeah. favor and do me a favor. Let Tony, that was the owner of the company, let Tony come out there. We know you're not going to change, <laughs> but just let him come out there and show you that a real company actually offers this thing I'm talking about. And if you just let him do that, that'll change your perspective because you don't believe it exists. And then after the meeting, if he's credible, then you'll be like, hey, you know what? This really does exist. And I just thought that'll change the way you view IT in the future. And we left. Uh, the call ended, but she before and just to, just to really hit this home, she said, "Okay, that's fine, but remember to tell Tony <laughs> so when he comes out here that I'm happy with what I <laughs> no expectation." <laughs> so Tony went out there. Yeah, he did a great job. Um, he's not a big pushy salesman. He just kind of like tells, teaches, and tells the story, and shows them. He even he even brings the proposal with him and would give them the proposal. Right. Um, two weeks later, he called me and told me to call back. So I called back and I, I was like, hey, um, I forget her name, but did, did Tony come out there? Yes, he did. Uh, was he professional? You know, and oh, yeah, he was. Did he tell you about that that flat fee like I told you? I mean, did it was I t- lying? <laughs> no, he really offered it. And then finally she stopped me and she said, look, the only question I have is when I'm going to switch. And she signed a contract two weeks later. And see, he be- yeah. I helped him make his first million. It's in my book in the reviews, Tony Sapion. But now he's multi yeah. multi million dollar company, uh, offices all over all over the U.S., all over Canada. Deals directly with the Canadian government, works directly with Google, and he got the idea that you can sell more to people who don't have a need, and that's why he was able. Because that's a huge. Think about that. Your 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 yeah. your target is a small target of trying to find somebody that has a need, but then when you expand that, say, look, we can sell to people who just say they're happy, and really the key, I'll tell you, John, it's not. It's a subset. It's not just people. A lot of people say they're happy. That's 80%. I can't right. set a point with all those people. The subset is, yep. do you keep your options open, John? Right? Yeah. If I can get somebody who says they're happy, but I talk to them, and then they and I ask them that, and they say, well, yeah, we do keep our options open. That's an appointment if you play all your cards right. Yeah, yeah it's interesting to think about that, too, because once somebody just has like a bleeding you know, problem that they're trying to solve, well, now they're out talking to maybe a lot of people. Yeah, to get that solved too. So all of a sudden, now you're kind of lining up and 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 you're in uh, you know proposal land. And the other so uh, when, so, when you do it this way, you usually get them before they they realize they have a. That's great. Right. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, build yeah, a yeah. relationship, and I've sold it. I did telemarketing, but I've sold as well with the same type of leads. And when you sell that environment, if they do end up, they usually never do get a competitive bid because you taught them something yeah. they didn't know. You brought this to them, right? But when they do. They will bring you the other bid. That's the environment we're talking about. Completely yeah, different yeah. environment. Tell me how, you know, obviously we've talked a lot about the telephone, but tell me how social media and the fact that, you know, it's harder to get people on, on the telephone. Um, I'll tell a little story. You know, you, 
you and I are, are doing this interview at the beginning of June. And, you know, a couple, it's probably been a couple months ago, you know, you kind of reached out in a way, cold called me on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, because you had something to share, you wanted to add some value. Um, you know, you got my attention that way. I'll just be flat out admit it, you know, that, that, that obviously got my attention. I think that was intentional. Um, and, you know, now we are here, you know, talking, I'm promoting your, your, um, your business and your, your books, um, you know, on my podcast. Um, is that a form of cold calling in, in your sense, you know, using social media now, because we have, you know, social media in some ways gives us great access. Well, that's actually in my new book, Prospecting Secrets. I take everything from mail outs and, and and LinkedIn and social media and put it all into a comprehensive strategy. So this book is more like uh, 101. You have to know like the million dollar rebuttal. You have to know that. You have to understand. You have to qualify your leads. If you don't do that, that doubles your contacts. You have to know how to get past gatekeepers. You have to know, you have to broaden your market. By selling people, don't have, right. once you know once you know all that, my next book will be out in a few months, and then it'll it'll start teaching people all those secrets. So you hit yes, I, I those those things are useful, um, and and you really want to do all things. You may not have all the money, but the other things I talk yeah. about you can do on social media would be pretty much free. Yeah, but I I think the mistake so many people make it's the same as cold calling, frankly, um, that we talked about. Um, you know, on I I get ten pitches a day from people that ha, I don't know who they are. I don't know what they're selling. I don't really, you know, they they want to meet with me. You know, and it's like, why would I do that? I want, I want, um, I want. But, but, right, right. But when somebody takes the uh, the initiative to, uh, I mean, let's face it, to to get my attention or get somebody's attention by by basically offering something of value. Uh, before just saying, hey, come sign up for my thing or come, you know, schedule a meeting. You know, I think that's an approach that that does work uh, in, in a cold calling, if we want to call it that environment in social media. And I think a lot of people try to skip. Oh, that yeah. That's everybody wants. They want something right away. Um, they make it, you know, they link up with me and then they're like, hey, you want to buy this? You want to buy that? And I tell them flat out, yeah. you you haven't given me anything. I mean, you don't yeah. have to give me money. There's there's so many things you can do. But when we're talking about cold calling, what you can do is by doing your research on the company. That's the thing right there. When I talk to you on the phone, I've been to your website, right? I know a little yeah. bit about what you offer. That will stand out. You're like, okay, this is not yeah. an idiot. This is somebody yeah. that knows what yeah. they're talking about. And that garners your, your their level of interest as well. Yeah. I mean, I get all the time. It's like, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to set up a time so I could learn a little bit about your company. Well, if you, if you can't know everything about my company and maybe what I had for lunch today, you're just not paying attention. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it just floors me when I get that, that pitch. It's just lazy. They don't care. They don't care. And if you yeah. don't care, then you're, if I don't care about you, you're not going to care about me. Yeah, that's, right. that's simple. So you can, I mean, it is, if you, like you said, cold calling can be easy. Uh, just like talking to me and you talking, it can be that easy. And when you when you set the objective uh, and make it really, you take all the commitment away, right? That that's the thing. Yeah. You make in, in in how to win friends and influence people. Um, he said to make the difficult thing fun. And if you can do that in a call and make the appointment fun and take away all the commitment, nobody has a problem with it. As long as you yeah. can get them to be open minded. I mean, right away, when somebody tells me they're open-minded, it's like 80% of those people will actually set an appointment. That's how easy it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Awesome. So, David, tell people where they can find out more about uh, uh, you and your work. And you said you had a you had an offer for my listeners. Yeah, I'm give, it's, uh, I'm giving everyone a free copy of my book, a hardcover copy. Copy. Um, you just have to go to getbookoffer.com and register. Tell me where to send it. There is uh, shipping and handling, but you also get there's a bunch, tons of videos that you unlock, free videos of training. And if you go through this thing, I have an, an entire training series of videos that you can use to train cold callers, use it for yourself to watch. And that's what I, that's how I learned. That's how I, when I had my call center, I had another set of videos similar to this and I would just have people call in and I'd say, Hey, watch all these videos. And then they would call me and then have them do an interview and see what they learned. And then that would, that's how I hired them. And then I used the videos to train them. I'd be like, go watch the million dollar rebuttal video. you you don't know that one. Watch this. So yeah. it's a beautiful system, but that's where they can get the book on. And of course uh, you can reach me on LinkedIn I'll give you my LinkedIn. I don't know if you put that on your on your post. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, I've got so, my yeah. cell number there. I actually got a guy that uh, read my book, and he called me. He's, he's a video on my on my website at the bottom. But he says, I read the book. It says, call me. So I called David, and I got him on the phone. And then I, <laughs> I, he said, I, I, I kicked and screamed and begged for him to come out to see me, and he actually came out and trained my people in person. So you can't, I will answer the phone, and you can't talk to me. Awesome. Well, David, thanks for uh, stopping by and spending a little time talking about uh, Million Dollar Rebuttal. And uh, well, hopefully we'll, we'll run into you soon, uh, someday out there on the road when we get back out there. Absolutely. Again. I shall see you when uh, when the coronavirus, everything back to normal, right? <laughs> that's a, that's right. The, the, the new abnormal. I, I got you. Yeah. All right. Take care. Thank you. 